Carmela, what state is in the shape of a mitten? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Okay. One of their college football teams just spanked our Washington Huskies in the national championship. Ooh, it must be Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Well, did you know that in addition to football, they make wine in Michigan? I don't believe it. Well, it's true. Okay. So let's find out more. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the Wide Bear Podcast. I'm Joe, your sommelier of reasonably priced wine, and this is my wife and my wine-pairing partner in crime, Carmela. Hi there. And we are the Wine Pair. Okay, a quick orientation for those of you who may be new to the podcast. In each episode, we learn about, Whoa. taste, and give our honest review of three wines that are reasonably priced, meaning under $20 each, and should be easy for you to find. And we talk about what foods to pair with that wine, too, because, hey, we're the wine pair. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And our podcast is made for people who want to learn maybe more about wine and want to find new wines to enjoy and just want someone to talk about wine in a fun way that regular old people can understand. Old? Why do you say old? old. You don't have to be old. So if that sounds like you, even if you're not old, you're in the right place. Excellent. And we are proud to say that we are recommended by the editors of Decanter Magazine, who call us fun and reverent chatty and entertaining chatty if your name is joe from the wine pair podcast i am the chatty one Mm -hmm. only in the podcast Mm -hmm. all right carmela this episode is just a perfect example of the old adage and i it's not ad age but adage Hmm. you learn something new every day whereas the kids today like to say t-i-l which stands for um today i learned no i've never heard that before really it's a thing it's a thing hey i'm gonna use that i'm hip okay i'm not a kid these days but wow you you are you're i just learned something look at that today i learned t-i-l you're gonna learn two new things today because one we uh already covered in our introduction but i will honestly say that i was surprised to find that they make wines in michigan well and we're really going to avoid this whole subject of the Michigan Wolverines beating the Huskies right, right. at the Natty, just, ugh, which is another thing the so kids sad. like to say, the Natty. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that Well, either. there's three things you've learned My today. Goodness. It's a big this learning a, day. I was going to say, wow, mind blown today. Not, I know. But maybe, maybe during this episode, we will talk about the Michigan NFL team, the Lions, because okay. they just won their first NFL playoff game in like 3,000 years. Oh, and it's a big since deal. Since before Jesus. It's, my <laughs> That's God. Right. That's so, <laughs> such an exaggeration. <laughs> no, I think it's actually, if you're a Michigan fan, I mean, if you're a Lions fan, it probably feels that way. Anyway, Michigan, Carmela, is no slouch when it comes to farms and farming, mm. which probably is not a surprise. No. Now, according to the USDA mm-hmm. from 2020, Michigan ranked number 18 among all states in terms of the amount of revenue that comes from farms, which is just two spots behind us in the great state of Washington. Nice. So there's one thing we can beat Michigan in. Whoa. Okay. But did you know that Michigan ranks number seven or eight, depends mm-hmm. on who you listen to, in the U.S. in terms of wine grape production? My goodness, that's incredible. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. No, right? seven or eight, huh? But yes. why, depending on who you talk to? Well, I think it depends on the year, you know, okay. like whatever, okay. however Different they do it. It doesn't matter. Okay. No, all right. Anyway, uh, that's why we're doing another episode on a state that you may not know makes wine. We did one on New York not so long ago, and mm-hmm. this one we're doing on Michigan. And we're going to talk about more about Michigan as a wine-growing state in a little bit. Before, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about something that we're doing in this episode that we ha- we never do, or at least we've never done before. Hmm. And I feel like it's important to discuss, and I'm going to get serious for a minute. 
Wow. We get really serious. For that. My God. You okay. Do, I mean, you don't usually tell me anything, but you certainly didn't say a word about this. About how serious I'm, I'm going to get? Yeah. I'm going to spill my guts I hardly out. see you serious. <laughs> What's going uh, on? Okay. I don't know. I just... Are I, you going to ask me to marry you? <laughs> oh, shoot. Already done We're that. already married. Okay. okay. For our friends out there in listening Are land... Are you pregnant? Yes, I'm, I'm having a baby. <laughs> for our friends out there in listening land... We buy our own wines for this podcast. We spend our own money. We are not sponsored. We are not represented by any winemakers or wine retailers or anything like that. And there's an important reason for that, Carmela. And the reason is that we want to make sure that our wine reviews and our tastings, they're reliable and they're unbiased and they're honest. Mm -hmm. And we we pride ourselves in that. You know, we hope that you're listening to us in part because you appreciate that, among other things, including our witty banter. Right. Uh, but we think it's really important and we think it's what makes us different from some other wine reviewers or professional wine reviewers mm -hmm. because we'll tell you what we think, good or bad. You know, like if you look at professional wine reviewers, they don't tell you the bad wines. Right. They only tell you the wines that they rate highly. Right. We tell you everything. And we do... We tell you every everything. What do you want to know? Really, <laughs> we'll what do you want to know? We'll tell you anything. I'm pregnant. Okay. Wow. Um, another thing you didn't know today. Okay. But we TI today I that's what the kids say. Okay. But we do get contacted by wineries periodically who want to know if we're interested in tasting their wines. And I generally give them this answer. Okay. I tell them we don't drink wine or review wines in our podcast that are sent to us because we can't guarantee that we're going to give them a favorable review. Right. Uh, we don't want to make enemies. Yeah. And I don't want them to waste their time sending us wine if mm. we're not going to, like, you know, it's if you want to send it, fine, but we're probably not going to review it on the podcast because mm -hmm. we don't, we, we got to be honest. Mm -hmm. But what I do offer is the opportunity for us to interview the winemaker. And right. a number of wineries have taken up taken us up on that. We've done several episodes on that, which we call Meet the Winemaker. And we've done some really fun ones. We did one a few weeks ago with Duncan Schuler mm -hmm. uh, from Geese and Wines. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do one next week with Drew Perry from Simpson Family Estates in Michigan. Okay. So here's where the confession comes from. Okay. Now, Give it to me. Well, I'm not, I'm just going to hold you, hold you in suspense right. for a little bit longer. I, I do love talking to the winemakers. Because I, I learn a ton from them, and they all have really interesting stories. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in fact, I find that most of them have kind of circuitous routes mm -hmm. to becoming winemakers. Like That's such a, a big word. Circuitous? Yeah. Well, and it's what they do. It's a TIL. Okay. Uh, but they, you know, very few of them are like, I was going to be a winemaker from day one. Right. They didn't like just, they weren't born and said, oh, yeah, that's gonna, what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. In fact, a lot of them, like in college, they studied biology or Things, you know, zoology or things like, you know, natural sciences. And they're like, mm, and then got somehow hooked into wine. And so I love those kinds of stories. I love to hear what they did before they became winemakers. And a lot of science people. A lot though. of science people. I just love it because I do feel like, Makes you know, sense. yeah, wine is kind of art and science. You mm -hmm. have to know how you know, all the fun, all that stuff works, but you have to make it taste great too. Anyway, so in this episode, we're going to taste and review some wines from Aurora Cellars and Good Harbor Vineyards, and they are owned by Simpson Family Estates. Okay. okay? Which Drew Perry, uh, that we're going to be interviewing in our episode next week, is the head winemaker for. Okay. Okay, so we're breaking our rule. We're so breaking if, our rule. So there is a chance he may not respond to your call after this. Is that what you're thinking? If I go to Michigan, because <laughs> we've already interviewed Drew, if we go to Michigan, he oh. might not. He might not. He might not like mm. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Th the interview is great, by the way. You'll oh, really bet, like it. I and bet. so after you, you hear about these wines, you should listen to the interview. But anyway, 
the reason why I'm doing this is because for a couple of reasons. One is finding wines from Michigan for sale in Washington State is Tricky. really, 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 really hard. Hmm. And I looked at a lot of other sources too. So I went to Total Wine. I looked at Bevmo because I want to look at places that would have a lot of selection. There's a wine store here called Esquin that has a big wide selection. No Michigan wines. Wow. I even went to Wine.com and they did not have any Michigan wines. Why did you choose Michigan? Well, it's another great question. Hmm. One of the reasons why is I want to expose people to wines that are from different regions. Uh This is part of our podcast and part of what I think the value of, I mean, this is a great segue because I didn't, you didn't know I was going to talk about Mm -mm. this, but I think part of what I want us to do is provide some education, some options, some information about people about wine that they may not know. Mm. Um, We, we want to give information about wines that people may not normally drink. Right. Because I feel very strongly that the wine business in the United States is sort of overloaded with California. California wines, and not just California wines, but Cabernet Sauvignon and Oaky Chardonnay. And I think people have gotten, like, Americans have gotten their palates kind of tuned to those wines, and that's what they think wine is. And it's just, it's so much bigger than that. And there's so many different types of wines to try out in in America, in the world in general. And so it's a little bit of a soapbox, and we haven't talked about this for a while, but part of why I wanted to do this episode in Wines from Michigan is because it's like, where the hell else are you going to hear about Wines from Michigan? If you went to your grocery store or your local wine shop or, or total wine, they're not going to, there's not going to be wine. So you might Michigan. be educating your wine store people. Or, yes, you may exactly. Be like, you, Look, I really want, I want you to, you get to this, buy. Yeah, find this bottle or find this wine from Michigan because yeah. I'm going to buy it from you if you will get it. That's for right. Them. So ah. uh, it's a little bit of a, you know, soapbox again, hmm. but that's why Wines from Michigan. So, I mean, one okay. was, I thought after interviewing Drew, it's like, we should just try Wines from Michigan. They make a lot of wine in Michigan. We should know something about it. And then I was like, we can't, it's really hard to find wine. So I'm just going to use the wines that they sent us. Interesting. Well, that's interesting because typically we try and do wines that are easy to find. That's right. And mm. under $20, both of which are going to be broken in this podcast Ooh, as well. Okay. But I still feel like there's an important piece of this podcast, which is educating people about, you know, our listeners about wine and about different types of wines and different regions of wine. I mean, this is why we do Italian wine adventures. And like last week we did Fiano. Who the hell's ever heard of Fiano, right? Mm. But that, like, this is part of what I think is fun, like exposing ourselves, not naked but wow, exposing wow. ourselves and other people pregnant, to wines nakedness. i'm pregnant how do you think you get pregnant you yeah. have to get naked first whoa anyway whoa so in a little bit we're going to talk about michigan wines and we're going to talk about the wines that we are going to taste and review in this episode but first you got to do our shameless plug that's right so we want to thank you for listening to us and supporting our show and if you hadn't had the chance to do so yet now would be an awesome time to subscribe as a free way to support us and another great way to support us is to leave a nice writing and review on our website or apple Podcasts or spotify or some other place where you can do that and that would be really awesome we would really appreciate it and Mm -hmm. you can follow us and see pictures of the wines we're tasting and trying today on instagram at the wine pair podcast and you can contact us on our website the wine pairpodcast.com and you can sign up for our newsletter there wow exciting shit oh my gosh <laughs> and as we do every week we'll tell you someone we think you should tell about the wine pair podcast and this week we want you to tell anyone you know who either lives in michigan 
is from Michigan or has a connection with Michigan. Okay. And even better, let's just say there's no you don't know any of those people. If hmm. you don't know anyone who has a connection with Michigan, then just tell whoever is watching a football game this weekend because you know the Detroit Lions are playing. Ah. By the way, did you know they make wines in Michigan? Right. And listen to these fools on their podcast. Okay, I okay. I think that works. Works. Celebrate for me. Michigan and Michigan wine. Mm, How about that? Liking the Lions or not, you can still celebrate Michigan you wines. Yeah, you know, there's ne- there's never a bad time. Even better if you're watching the Lions. Drink some Michigan wine. Right. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. You don't. Except for whoever they're playing, you might want to drink those wines, honey. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But, but no, 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 no. Forget it. Okay. okay. On that note, let's talk about wine in Michigan. Okay. And again, I kind of already said this, but until about a year or two ago, I didn't even know they made wine in Michigan. I mean, I've never even been to Michigan. <laughs> I've only been to the airport. It's a great airport, okay. by the way. Oh, wow. uh, I mean, okay, let's say, let's put it this way. I figured they made wine in Michigan, right? Oh, like sure. somebody in their basement or somewhere is making wine in Michigan. But I didn't think they'd have like a thriving wine business or industry like we do in Washington or they have in Oregon or California or even New York. Right. But here are some facts, Carmela. Okay, give it to you me. You ready for facts? I, all I want are the facts. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want. Okay. Go for it. Michigan has over 200 wineries making over 300, 3 million gallons of wine a year. Wow. So they're not, I mean, 200 wineries. No lightweights. No, exactly. So in Washington State, we make 40 million gallons of wine a year. So that's a little, but we are also number two. Right. California makes 680 million. They don't even, like, we just put them over to the side. It's a big state. Michigan is up and coming. And so while they're not yet at the volume of the biggest wine regions of the U.S., they're, they are up and coming. Like, they're starting mm-hmm. to make a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. That is one of the reasons why you probably won't see their wines in a lot of places, though, because mm. they're ma- they're not making enough wine to be, like, nationally distributed, especially against the behemoths in California, which is a whole nother thing. Right. Now, Michigan also has five AVAs. Five. Hmm. An AVA is a U.S. designation for recognized and commercially protected wine regions. It stands for American Viticultural Areas. Ah. And the five are called whatever. I mean, this is just a little bit of info. Some more facts for you, My Carmela. Goodness. I'm never going to be able to. I hope you have no to memorize these. There will be a quiz. Oof. Fenville, Lake Michigan Shore, Lilano Peninsula, Old Mission Peninsula, and Tip of the Mitt. Tip of the Mitt. Oh I like God. Tip of the Mitt. Tip of the Mitt. AVA, that's it's right. it's a mitten-shaped state. It, it is the mitt. You didn't get it ah. right the first time on the introduction, but now you know. I, now Actually, we'll you will never forget. Knew it. I, I will never her, forget now. I know. I told her to just pretend like she didn't know, even if she knew. Anyway, wow. I will say this. All of the wines we're tasting today are from the Lilanao Peninsula. Lilano Peninsula. AVA. That's right. Okay. So Michigan has actually been making wine for hundreds of years. Mm. But let's be frank. Any place where you you have people, they're probably making wine. I believe (laughs) it. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, we had people that made wine. Right. And it was in their basement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Mm So, but for much of its history, Michigan was known for sweet wines. Ah. And by the by, we're going to do an episode on sweet wines. We've never done an episode on sweet wines before. Before Valentine's Day, if I can hook you in to do it, I want to do a sweet wine episode. (laughs) That's a whole nother thing. Oh, my goodness. Michigan produces a lot of grapes. In fact, it's the fourth largest producer of grapes in the United States. So they make a lot of grapes. Right. So even Amazing. though, yeah, so they make wine and non-wine grapes, or they grow wine and non-wine grapes. And the majority of those have been table or juice grapes, like mm. Concord grapes. Mm-hmm. So even today, uh, less than 20% of their total grape production is for wine. Oh, wow. So they make a lot of grapes. Amazing. They're not making a lot of it for wine, but mm-hmm. they're increasing. Hmm. 
Now, all of the Michigan AVAs have something in common, Carmela. More okay. facts for you. My goodness. First of all, it's a lot for me on a Friday a night. That, I'm not even done. <laughs> so first, basically all of them are within like 25 miles of Lake Michigan, oh. which is one of the Great Lakes. Right. There's five Great Lakes. Okay, wait. There you go. Okay, let's not go into that. Just continue with. Here the are line. the names of the Great Lakes. No, oh, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't keep track of all people. If you are keeping track of all this, please give me your strategy because this is so much. You can just go See, to the show know. notes. After just this, Joe will quiz notes. me. He'll be like, "Now, Carmilla, you- what did I tell you? You can't remember." <laughs> and then he'll give me. He'll then he'll rate me. I said there were five. Then he'll rate and review me too. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think you're five today. You're five below, today. I'm yeah. gonna throw you away. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> now here's another interesting fact. Okay, oh, according boy. to an article which you can also find in our show notes. Uh, from the wine economist who actually is a local professor from the University of Puget Sound, but that's a total oh, wow. tangent. Wow. <laughs> he says he, he says Michigan is in what he calls the North American Riesling Belt. Did oh, you know there was a Riesling I, Belt? I didn't. I'd kinda like to get a Riesling belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding Happy up my birthday. I'm holding Your up my pants with a wrestling belt. <laughs> it's not soon. only functional, it's delicious. Oh, no, that's weird. <laughs> anyway. You will okay. not be getting a wrestling belt. But this wrestling belt, it goes Washington State's in there, British Columbia's in there, uh Idaho, Michigan, mm. Canada, oh. and even New York's Finger Lakes. Guys, do you see what I have to live with now? Do you see what I have to deal with every day? Oh boy. <laughs> It's just a lot of information. It's a lot. Of, I'm, there's more You're information kind of like coming. An I am so excited about this. I, know, I have to I tell love you. It. Okay, so listen. It. The other thing that I've really liked about learning about Michigan wines, it's a lot of abouts, is that they are, are creating wines created from grapes that are good, well suited to the climate of the state. So I think a lot of smaller wineries or a lot of smaller wine regions, they kind of focus on. Cabernet Sauvignon, they focus on Oakey Chardonnays because that's what like Americans want. That American that's what wine is. Mm. But those not aren't always the best wines to grow uh, in their region. Grow. Yeah, and the, yeah, bec- and and I find a lot of times like. Some of our friends up in Canada, mm-hmm. the British Columbia area, they're kind of growing grapes. They probably shouldn't ah, be growing, but true. it's because, oh, we should be making Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. And a lot of times I think they're not very good wines. They're kind of hot. They're kind of flabby. They're just not that right. great. You got to work with what you have. Work with, and that's what Michigan is doing. So they're mm-hmm. focusing on wines that are often found in places like Germany or Austria or Alsace because mm-hmm. they're like the same latitude. Okay. So they're growing wines like Cabernet Franc. Chardonnay, yes, but Gewürztraminer, Pinot Noir, Merlot, Syrah, Pinot Gris, and Riesling, and even less well-known varieties like Blaufrankisch and Gruner Feltliner. Oh, and so, but these are okay. But these are <laughs> these are German wines and higher latitude wines. Very often, and some of the oh god, she's giving me no, the nod. She gave me the mm-hmm no, nod. She just gave me, me the. Mm-hmm I'm trying nod. to be an active listener. <laughs> Really so you don't am. fall asleep. Exactly. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> no, this is very interesting. It's just a lot. It's I mean, a lot. This, okay. this is a course that should have been over like a couple of nights. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Again, I'm active listening. That's Thank the you. only reason I'm Thank nodding you. my head. Thank you. I'm I trying to hurry you up. No. I think that's great. I think it's a great thing that they're doing. Not that you don't, <laughs> that, that you're <laughs> overloaded with information, yeah. but they're growing grapes and making wines that are more naturally suited for their climate. I mm. think that's kind of cool. Yes. I'm a dork. No, 
So there you go. Uh, and I, uh, the last bit of facts, they're actually getting good ratings from reputable reviewers. James, what does Jimmy say? No, not Jimmy. Not okay. Jimmy Suckling. But good, I have a lot good. of articles from like Wine Enthusiast and Decanter. And they're rating these wines 88, oh. 89, 90, 91 plus. Great. So they're not, they're, they're not just creating these... They're not just, you know, creating wines. They're mm. creating wines that are good for their climate, like well-suited for the climate. And they're making great wines because of it. Don't sleep on Michigan, people. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what do you say we start to talk about maybe the wines we're going to drink today? Okay? Remember, I'm just here for the wine. Well, I, I know. Just the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, let's talk about the wines we're going to be drinking today. Okay, now all of them are coming from the Lilanao Peninsula, as I said, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And if I'm not, then a Michiganer, I think that's how you say it, a Michiganer, I want you to contact us and let us know how you really say the wine. And on our website, you can leave a voice message. You can leave a... What? Yes. On our website? Yes. So do it and tell us how it's, and we'll play it on the podcast. Okay. Okay, so anyway, well, unlike our usual approach, Carmela, none of these wines is under $20. Wow. None of them. We're just not even one. Changing into that. Right? In fact, two of these wines. Michigan must be special. They are special. Okay. And and none of these wines are even, two of these wines are actually not even close to $20. What? But you know, sometimes you got to branch out a little bit for edumacation, okay? Okay. And the other one, as I said, they're not super easy to find. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. But you already challenged me on this, and I already told you why, so there you go. Okay, now you know. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask me to repeat it. No. But okay. again, like I mentioned, the interview that we're doing next week with Drew Perry is the maker of these wines. Right, cool. And so that's super cool, really super cool. exciting. Yeah. Uh, and again, opportunity to expose you to some different wines. Other without than exposing you. Without, without making you get naked. Right. We want you to move past, if we can do one thing in our lives... And I've done a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. Some I'm not very proud of. My God. But, this is like, this really is true confession. Yeah, it is. Tonight. But if there's one thing in my life that I want to do, it's get you to stop drinking <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon and Oaky oh Chardonnay. God. Okay, I'm okay, this about. is really terrible. I'm sorry, Drew. I'm sorry, Drew. I'm just wow. like, I'm sorry wow. I'm swearing. Anyway, Whew. let's go. This is okay. not a family show tonight. It's never I mean, a family show. Ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, what are you guys talking about? Okay, the first wine we're going to try is from Aurora Cellars, mm-hmm. and it's the 2021 Dry Riesling, which received a 90 rating from our friends at Decanter Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. But now, a couple of things. When I went to the website to find the wine, it looks like they're actually. We are doing the 2021. Looks like they're out of the 2021 and they're just doing the 2022. Wow. But, so we can't control that. But you got the 2021. Got the 2021. Yes. Uh, and they're known for, I mean, they're in the Riesling belt, the belt that I would like you to get oh me for my birthday. My okay. Goodness. Now, I can't tell you too much about this wine because there wasn't a ton of information about them on, about it on the, on the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will just say one thing I was totally torn about because I want to also do a white, a red, and a sparkling from Ooh. Michigan mm-hmm. just to have some variety. And I was totally torn between doing the dry Riesling and a Sauvignon Blanc because we love Sauvignon Blanc. But the dry Riesling is kind of what they're known for. And it got a good rating. So that's what we're going to do. And you're pushing for that belt. Pushing for the belt. I want the belt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the second wine we're going to try is the Good Harbor Vineyards 2020 Pinot Noir Zweigelt Blend. Now, this was another really tough choice because... I'm again, I wanted to do a red wine, and one of the wines they sent us was a Blau Frankish from Aurora Cellars. Hmm. And that's a wine varietal I've really wanted to try. Hmm. 
But I figured, here's what we should do. I, we love Pinot Noir. We we liked Zweigelt when we did the episode on it. We haven't tried Blau Frankish before. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather save it for do a Blau Frankish episode. episode. I yeah, get that's it. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I was really intrigued by this because of the blend. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what a blend will, like this will taste like. Zweigelt is sometimes compared to a Pinot Noir. So they're supposed to complement each other well. And I'll give you a little bit of a quote from the winery about it. And this wine received a 90 from Decanter. So it's also oh. not a slouch. Uh, but a few interesting things about this wine. It's a 50-50 blend of Pinot Noir and Zweigelt. That means it's half. Wait. Half Pinot Noir <laughs> and half Zweigelt. Now I'm really... Are you I, confused? Yeah. That? that one I can't wrap my head around. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Does no, it? it doesn't no. make sense. Weird. Okay. Anyway, the wine is also aged for 18 months in new French oak. Oh. Okay. New French new oak. New French oak. Yeah. Okay. So Not old. Actually, new does make a difference. So okay. French oak is mellower than American oak, but new oak tends to be a little oakier than, mm. than okay. aged oak. So but anyway. Oaky, oaky wine we're having. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Because mm. it's not as oaky as American oak. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I like the way the winery describes the wine. This is what they say. You ready for a little mm-hmm. story time? Yes. Pinot Noir is often referred to as the winemaker's variety. It is adored by many winemakers because it is incredibly difficult to grow as it is very sensitive to climate change changes. Zweigelt is a grape variety grown and adored throughout Austria and has many characteristics that make it a sensational compliment to Pinot Noir. Mm. This wine is one of a kind. So there you go. Excellent. Now they do say that they harvest them in a field blend, which means they put them together. So they crush them together and they ferment them together. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they do blends, they will pick crush and ferment them separately and then join them oh but this is a field blend so this mm. is an interesting one so all together now yeah i'm mm. all to, so i'm super curious about this wine i can't wait to try it okay okay the last wine we're going to do is a sparkling wine also from good harbor vineyards which mm-hmm. is a sister winery of aurora cellars and this is their blank de noir which received a 90 rating from wine enthusiasts and a 91 from decanter Nice job. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's always a little bit tricky to manage like ratings on sparkling wines because they're non-vintage. So you're not exactly sure when you kind of have to know when they tasted it. But regardless, to get ratings like that, it's not a joke. Like Mm. that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. Now, like most Blanc de Noir, the sparkling wine is made from Pinot Noir. Perfect. But it's not a rosé. It's a white sparkling wine because they remove the juice from the grapes and they don't let it sit with the skins at all to make that mm, pinkish color. Right. Okay. Now, interesting, the wine the winery says that they make this wine using the Charmat method, which is the method they use to make prosecco. Ah. It's not the traditional method where they do the second fermentation in the bottle. The Charmat method, the second fermentation takes place in pressurized tanks rather than in the bottle. So, it's an easier way to make sparkling wine a little faster, but it doesn't mean that people don't love it cuz a lot of people are drinking prosecco. Right. Okay. So there you go. Could be a big selling point. Exactly. Might mm-hmm. even be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a brute wine, which again, sparkling brute means dry, dry means kind of sweet. It's 12% alcohol, so that's what you would expect from a little bit of a drier sparkling wine. And in the article, there's an article from the Detroit News that I have this a small year from Michigan named Courtney Casey notes that the cooler climate of the region means that Michigan wineries can grow grapes with higher acidity, and that is a cornerstone of good sparkling wine. So I am, again, super intrigued. So we've got a white wine, a dry Riesling. They're from the Riesling belt, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got a red wine that's a blend of Pinot Noir and Zweigelt, which are good northern, more northern climate wines, and a sparkling who doesn't love a you sparkling? You just covered all the bases. I know. So I think we should stop talking and we should take a break and actually dwink 
these wines, what do you say? I'm down. Or do you want me to talk a little bit more? Um, If you must. No, no. I'm cutting you off. Okay, we are back and we're ready to try our first wine. This is the Aurora Cellars Dry Riesling. And I will say first, right off the bat, it's in one of those beautiful Riesling, mm-hmm. tall, thin Riesling bottles that we love. This is from the Leilano Peninsula from Michigan. It's a 2021. It was $24.99. Uh, this is our cheapest wine, and I got it at wow. the Aurora. No, I got it from them, but you can get it at the Aurora Cellars website. It's twelve point three percent alcohol. Very precise there. It is one hundred percent riesling, and decanter gave it a ninety. But Carmela, mm. what are you smelling? Well, I think a little bit of honey, maybe. Mm, okay. Maybe a little peach. Okay, I got I got apple. I got okay. apple. I also okay. got you know this is kind of a classic all sauce riesling smell. A little bit of. Kerosene, a little bit of gasoline, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. And that's, uh, that is a classic smell. That is not a bad smell when it comes to these wines. Mm. I'm getting a little bit, maybe I'm getting a little bit of peach, but I feel like I'm getting apple or pear or something on it as well. Okay. I'm a little bit worried about my tasting today because I did have a bunch of, of, um, dental work done and I feel kind of beat up and we'll see if my mouth might be just what you need. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, it's hmm. it's kind of rich. It's kind yeah, exa- of got a rich and complex like it's, it's, smell. Yeah. It's definitely almost a little not intense, but there's a lot of fla- flavor just in the bouquet. In the bouquet. In I the agree. Bouquet. Well, let's try this bouquet. Okay. It's like Ooh. super tart apple. Ooh. Did you get that? Yes. Or is my mouth all weird? No, it is. There's a lot of. I mean, it's really. It's sweet and fruity. I I really like it. It almost tastes like a fresh apple to me. Yeah. Almost like I can, like, an apple picked off the tree. Right. I, but it's like I definitely can get fruit on it. Like, it's... Oh, no. It's, it's like oh, fresh fruit. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's a little fresh. thick. It's a little syrupy. Like, I, I mean, I know fresh, but I'm also even getting a little bit of stewed fruit. Oh, really? A little bit. Hmm. On the back of it, I'm getting, I'm getting, like, I'm tasting, like, a Granny Smith apple with the skin on it. And I'm getting a little bit of like a uh, little bit of bitterness on the end, like just a little bit of bitterness. It's tart, mm. but it tastes very much like fresh fruit to me. I'm getting a little bit of citrus too. Yes, a little bit of citrus. A little citrus, like maybe even like a little bit of lemon, mm-hmm. but fresh lemon again, like not like not not bitter. I mean, no. I know you're getting a little bitter, but I'm getting kind of like lemon juice. Mm. I like it. Mm. I like that a lot. What food would you pair with this Aurora Cellars Dry Riesling Carmelita? Well, I do think this is a nice sipper. It is uh, a nice sipper. Yeah, it's very pleasant. Um, but I think, you know, you you don't want anything too overpowering, I don't think. Because I, it's almost a little delicate. It is. It's not like alcoholy or really strong. It's not alcoholy. And it's 12.3% alcohol, so it's not like it's nothing. It's No, you know, But no. it's not... I but agree. this is something where I could see doing kind of that white flaky fish, something light, uh, maybe with a little butter sauce. Mm. What about you? Ooh, French fries would be oh my really good with this. Or any type of fish and potato. chips would be really good with this. Fish I just and think chips French would fries would be really like oh salty fried food. Like any kind of, but could you do even mozzarella sticks? Oh my! So salty. You're got potato chips. Yeah, this would be a good like football wine. Like, watch yeah, this during the football yeah. game. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's almost like a brunch time. You just have to be a little careful because you might drink a lot of it. Yes. Because it's very easy it's to drink. It's mm-hmm. refreshing. Yeah, especially if it's nice and cold. And But I don't think you need to have this icy cold. 
Um, no, but I think if it's not super cold, it's going to taste thicker and thicker and thicker. I think the the icy cold kind of keeps the sort of viscosity of the wine down mm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's up to you. Like, right, you're right. right. You don't have to serve it ice, ice cold, ice, ice baby. But I like, I like the wines. I, I like white like wines a lot of times super yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah. Anything else that you would eat with it? Um, I think that's kind of, for me, that's just right now I'm thinking... Again, like I said, I could see this it's flaky fish. A flaky fish. Baked. I feel like it's kind of delicate and um, salmon or yeah, lighter, a yeah. lighter fish. But even lighter, yeah. I'm almost. I can just visualize having like halibut, snapper. Well, now that you're saying lemony too, I could see like lemon chicken. I could see like a pasta okay, that kind yeah. of had like a a lemony sort of like a pasta, or even a creamy sauce, creamy, like a light cream yeah, sauce. Yeah, I could it. see that as well. Scallops, like you could mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had a wonderful scallop dish, mm. uh, pasta dish the other day at Pasta Casa Linga. There, you are. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she's obsessed with this place. Yeah, in and Pike Place Market. Yes, and it's it was, not Pike's Place. It's, no, it's Pike, Pike Place, Place Market. Market. And it was like a seafood-based pasta, and it had scallops and shrimp and calamari. And so you thought this, this would, would be, be good. really nice. Fried calamari would oh, be good with this. It would be so good. Okay, well, let's do a, let's rate this wine. Okay. So as a reminder on our rating scale, we rate on a scale of 1 to 10, where 7 and above means we're going to buy it, and a 4 below means we're going to pour it down the sink, and a 5, a six, five or a 6 means it's okay, we're going to drink it, but we, we, we wouldn't buy it, and we may finish it, but we may look for something else. Mm-hmm. So what would you rate this Aurora Cellars Dry Riesling? I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're going to, I like I that. Really, there's just, no, really I don't like have it. any complaints. There's nothing about it that I'm like, I just feel like it's very versatile and it's delicious. That's awesome. I'm giving it a seven. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Seven is good rating. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was a little bit different than I expected. That fresh tart fruit flavor was just different than, than I had expected. But I wow. think it's a really nice wine. I would, I would recommend you buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, look. We're being honest. We we are not biased. We will tell you if we don't like it. It's right. a nice, fresh tasting wine. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, we are going to take a break, and we're going to try our next wine, which is a red wine. All right. Okay, we are back, and we are ready to try our next wine. This is the Good Harbor Vineyards Pinot Noir Zweigelt. This is from, again, the Lilanau Peninsula in Michigan. They're all going to be. This is a 2020. I'm embarrassed to talk about the price. Just for Jeez, our listeners. Joe. $45. Uh, wow. At the Good Harbor wow. website. We're, 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 this is way over. This is a double. Tonight. This is like worth two wines. Holy uh, 12% cow. alcohol, and it's 50% Pinot Noir and 50% Zweigelt. And Decanter gave it a 90 rating, but what are you smelling? Well, it's definitely smoky. Really? Oh my gosh. You're not okay. getting that? No, I did a little bit, hmm. but right off the bat, I got that cherry, bright, yes. sweet, mm-hmm. almost candied cherry smell, which is like super. You know, super Pinot Noir smell, super Gamay smell. So really like but got But a bright, that. kind of a bright tart. Totally tart, mm. bright. I love that. I love that smell. Mm-hmm. It Almost is a, like a candied really cherry. Nice. Yeah. I love that smell. But I'm getting smoke on it. I am getting a little smoke for sure. Mm-hmm. And that could be coming from the oak. Almost a little vanilla-y maybe. A little bit. A little tiny bit. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe even a little cinnamon it's on really, it. Both of these have been very nice. Fragrant. Like yeah. Really good. Really nothing off-putting fruity. about them. Mm-hmm. Both are really fruity. Yes. You know, that, which is, uh, you were kind of saying that when we were in between recordings, but it's like uh, so fresh 
tasting almost not wine-like sometimes. Right, right. That first one especially. We'll see what this one's like. I think we're yearly used to, again, like in California too, sometimes you get these super extracted wines and they're very alcoholy. And these are not like overpowering alcohol tasting wines. They're so pleasant. That's what I mean. They're almost a little more delicate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very, and it is very light, typical very light, of yeah. a Pinot. Beautiful mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. in the glass. Yes. Okay. Let's take a little sip. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very nice. like that light, tart cherry taste. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Not overpowering. I'm not getting like, I'm getting a little oak on it. I'm no. getting a little oak. I mean, I'm getting a little a bit of like, funny enough, like a driftwood. Mm. I don't know what that means, but there's a little bit of little bit of wood, but almost like um, I don't know why, maybe because I am getting a little bit of the. That's oak, interesting. I'm getting a, like a, a, a like a campfire, okay. a little bit of a yeah. campfire mm-hmm. taste. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's this. Maybe you're thinking similar... about when we go to Lake Chelan and we have the bonfire by the by the water. Maybe. That's what you're thinking. A driftwood, yeah. drinking know. wine, and the yeah, and the. Fire's going into your mouth all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's very good. The smoke from the fire. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice. Again, these are both kind of delicate, though. They're not like overpowering. No, this is wines. this is the way I like a, a like a Pinot to mm-hmm. taste. I'm getting a little bit of like like pine tree, almost a little bit of uh, pine tree on there. Yeah, you know, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Little, like you know, you go into a forest and you smell that. Pie, or like a Christmas tree, you can almost smell the. Mm-hmm. You can almost taste the. Is it kind you of smell Christmassy the to you? Kind of, but mm. it's like sap, like the the yeah. sap of a tree. Yeah. What would you eat with this wine? Oh, this is a very versatile wine. I feel like super versatile. It's super acidic. Like really good food wine. Yeah. You could eat a lot of things. I could see everything from a burger. I think you could have a steak with this wine. It's not a big, bold, fat wine, but I, you could totally have a steak. Like a nice rare oh, steak sure. with this wine would be fabulous. Yes. A yes. nice grilled hamburger would taste great. Pinots are always sort of sophisticated to me, too. This is I a guess. sophisticated tasting yeah, wine. I feel it's a like nice it. yeah, wine. Yeah. And this could go with a really nice, like I could see this at a very, uh, more of a formal, mm-hmm. elegant dinner party, mm-hmm. too, which would be really nice. I think if you serve this wine and had people taste it and they said, oh my gosh, where'd you get this from? And then you told them it was a Michigan wine. I think they'd go, what? Oh my and then God. you told them also it's a Pinot Noir Zweigelt blend. I think they would be like, they would be shocked. Yeah. That Impressed. Just not, t- totally, mm-hmm. totally shocked. What other, what other foods would you have with this wine? I just want to say too, I almost, for some reason I'm thinking of rosemary with this mm. wine. Like, you lamb, know, like, like a, a lamb. lamb would be really Ooh, nice with I this. Like it would It would be a nice compliment to it i like that a yeah lot. like i, I can see lamb call. with like uh potato. easter wine yes like fingerling potatoes mm. would be delicious that's a great call mm. spring this is a very spring I kind of wine so too yeah Ooh, mother's day wine good mother's day wine wow. this is a good wine mm-hmm. it's a really nice wine anything else you would eat we, we said a lot of meat but i actually think well red meat but i think you could do chicken i think you do pasta dishes like a tender pizza, like do a lot yeah pork tenderloin i think you do um i think you could do like spicy asian foods with it i think would do really well and this is a pinot zweigelt so you can serve it a little chilled Mm, which would be really nice really nice yeah Yeah, yeah. really nice so i'm i'm really i'm digging this wine this Mm, is good this is thinking for a rating i'm definitely giving it an eight definitely giving it an eight i am tempted to give it a higher rating than (gasps) that i am super tempted i'm gonna hold my rating it's really i mean when i think about the kind of pinot noir that I like. This, this is hitting is, all the marks. This is hitting the marks. Yeah. And I know it's a Pinot Noir Zweigelt blend, which is just another reason, like, if you never tried Zweigelt. And it's 50-50, right? It's, it's half and half. Menza, okay. menza. Menza, menza. 
I, I don't know. What what rating are you going to give it? Well, I'm I'm going in the same direction, actually. I think that I'm going to give it an eight as well. Yeah. I'm super tempted wine. to go higher on it. It's really good. Mm. I'm going to have to think about it. Okay. We do reserve the right to change our ratings. For so sure. We're going to take a break. And we're going to try our next wine. And I'm going to contemplate that. For okay. A bit. Okay. Okay, we are back and we are ready to try our last wine. This is the Good Harbor Vineyards Blanc de Noir, Blanc de Noir, from the Lilanu Peninsula in Michigan, believe it or not. This is a non-vintage, obviously. This is a little bit expensive, too. It's $32 at Good Harbor Wines. 12% alcohol. Pinot Noir is the grape in it. Wine enthusiasts gave this a 90, and Decanter gave it a 91. What are you smelling? Are you always have you have you sneezed or coughed yet? No, actually, this is I, I don't know, kind of fine bubbles, maybe yeah. a little finer. Well, remember, it is kind of made in that Charmat method, so mm-hmm. and it doesn't have that toast smell that a lot of times the sparkling has. I'm finding it sweeter. Very Martinelli's apple I cider. I was going to say the exact same thing. That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm but thinking all Martinelli's. All these wines have been really fresh fruit. They're really fresh, right. Fruit smelling. Really nice bouquets. It's just such a different dumb thing though to say. too. Like it's not a lot of times you get these wines and they just have that kind of I don't know how to describe the aroma, but they're a little bit like it's apple know. juice. It's yeah, apple. It's definitely apple juice. juice. Like those. I mean, like a Martinelli's, but also like a little can of. The apple juice. Treetop apple juice. Exactly. I am getting a little bit of citrus on it, and there is a little bit of candy on it. Like almost a lemon candy. hmm. I'm getting a ton of apple. I'm getting some Cotton candy. I'm getting cotton candy. Oh, okay. Okay. Marshmallowy. Oh, wow. So kind of creamy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the bubbles are fine, but they're almost, it's like effervescent like a soda pop. Yeah. It's not just, it's not making me cough. Yeah. It's not like bubbling up your nose. Right. Like We're also not drinking them in flutes. We're just dark. having a regular glass. It's it dark. is a little dark. Mm-hmm. Well, let's try it and see okay. what we think. It's so apple juice. Yeah. It's very good. Wow. But Easy there is citrus drink. on it, too. Easy to drink. Yeah. This is, I mean, could be dangerous. This is a very dangerous wine. This is a very easy drinking wine. They've all been very juicy, these wines. Juicy, you know, fresh fruit. Juicy. Ju- fresh really, fruit yeah. I mean, I kind of, in, it's very much a theme. They're, it's 100% really. 100% agree. Yeah. And it's. Easy drinking. Oh, and this it's, is really there's nice. There's no none of them have had like major like aftertaste. No. or any lingering. Or hot, or, or, you know, no. this is one of the things that I, like very refined. I feel like sometimes these northern climate wineries in the United States or even in Canada, again, they try to make wines that they shouldn't be making, and they get kind of hot and they get kind of overwrought. Mm-hmm. And these are really nice, fruity, juicy, pleasant. Drinking they're expensive wines. wines. I they're mean, not they're cheap. No, not they're cheap. more yeah. than we normally spend. So for sure, hmm. but these are nice wines. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super. I mean, Michigan. Come on, you did it. You did oh, it, wow. Michigan. You have arrived. Ooh, what would what? you eat with this? Mm. I was just going to ask you that. It's not. It is fizzy. It's got a little like Martinelli's fizziness mm-hmm. to it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I again. I think French fries. Yes, this could be some. I think you could do spicy food with this. You could do spicy food for sure. Yeah, like a General Tso's chicken, ooh, or a spicy chicken burger. Oh, or even just which I was talking about eating tonight, like a spicy aioli, like a dip Mm. that you might, you know, that would be really good. Again, calamari. I was just going to say again with the fried calamari. I would totally do that. Calamari would be really good with this. But salty foods, like 
I hate to say it because I think I got football on my mind. A hot dog, like a Polish hot, like a hot dog. Wow, like a good Are we grilled. Be drinking hot dog. these and watching football this weekend. Hell yeah! I can just Hell see yeah. that already. Hell yeah! Hmm. I really, I'm, I'm liking I'm this one too. I'm digging this one too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. These are just r- all three choices. Actually, they're right up your alley. They really are. They really I mean, are. I think actually up both of our alleys. But I would say even and we more don't even so, have an alley. I, I, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, it's been you know the neighbors have anyway. Um, <laughs> it's a big no. Problem. I will say these are really they're even more up your alley because. They're not alcoholy tasting. No. They just don't have that alcohol overdone. I'm afraid you could give this to, no, I won't even say it. Children. Yeah. 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 No. This is one of those wines where, like, you give it to your kids and kids are like, oh, it tastes like mine. They drink this and they go, oh. Can I have another glass? Exactly. No, I mean, really, it's really that that enjoyable. Okay. What rating are you giving to this wine, Carmela? feel like I'm just, you know, I'm kind of blown away by Go Michigan. It. Go for it. Go gonna Michigan. Do? I'm going to give it an eight. Really? I thought you might give it a nine. I was cl- I'm close. I'm really on. It's a really, um, it's a big time eight. I mean. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know. What are you it's up to you. Give it? I'm giving it an eight. I'm, and I'm sticking with the eight with the Pinot Noir's Vigo. There, I mean, that's a great rating for us. Just, yes, just know yeah. that. That is you a know, great rating. You know, I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, I love it. I'm going to give I it a nine it. just because. I kind of felt like you would. Yeah. This is totally your kind of wine. It's so good. And I, I'm so torn. I know you always ask, what are we going to be drinking tonight? I know tonight? what you're drinking tonight. Well, no, it's very tricky. Come on, you gave this one a nine. I'm going to get, I'm going to, have, but I'm thinking I'm, I, I really enjoyed that first one too. Okay. Which... But I am going to go with this one tonight. Yeah, okay. I'm going to finish this bottle. Yeah. The I knew, whole thing. No. I knew you would. I'm I'm going to go with the Pinot Noir's Weigelt, mm. but I might be drinking this one with along with you too when I'm done with that one. Wow. Okay. Well, let's do the taste profiles expected from these different Michigan wines. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. The first is the dry Riesling. The winery says delicate white peach aromatics with a mouth-watering finish. Decanter says effusive aromatics of lemon curd, grilled peach okay. flesh, and white flowers. Mm. Ample texture, framed by grilled lemon peel, cardamom, and spiced pear flavors. Okay. I think we got like pear. We got definitely the lemon. We got peach. Peach, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Good Harbor Vineyards Pinot Noir Zweigelt. The winery says aromas of bing, bright bring, bing cherry. That's oh, so funny because I said bright. Yeah. With a backdrop of early season strawberries. Subtle oh, aroma of vanilla. Strawberries, okay. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. got that? Mm-hmm. I got that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, cherry aromatics found on the nose follow throughout the palate with flavors of raspberry jam. I think that's a good one, too. Yes. Decanter says aromas of fresh, tart, cranberry, raspberry, and fresh mint oh. and faint notes of savory dried herbs. Ooh, the mint is kind of interesting. And they say it's evocative of old world cool climate red wines, which is really cool that they Hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. The palate is lively, fresh, and full of verb. Fresh strawberries, basil, turned earth, smoke, and Montmorency cherries. Okay. Whatever the hell what the Montmorency cherries are. That's Holy way too. Cow. Anyway. And then the Good Harbor Vineyards Blanc de Noir. Ryan Enthusiast says the nose is pungently floral scented with candied apple slices in rose water. Mm. The palate shows ripe, golden, delicious apple and bosque pear alongside ginger and pie crust. Okay. Mm. Tame bubbles and acidity provide the anchor to it all. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Decanter says this wine is wildly aromatic. And though done in the Charmette method, it offers great depth and richness. Honey, beeswax, and rich pollen with ripe stone fruit jump forward. Palette is surprisingly opulent with candied ginger, honeycomb, and grilled peach flavors. Ginger. Mm. Mm. I can get behind that. Yeah. A real delight. Ooh. 
I agree. Okay, Carmela, what's your verdict on Michigan wine? We're going to Michigan. Forget Italy. Forget Spain. We're, We're going, going to, to Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> the Leilanu Peninsula. Ooh. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Michigan is now on the wine list. It's, it is. Absolutely. And I remember, just a plug, we're going to be interviewing Drew, who is the winemaker, Drew Perry, the winemaker right, for these week, wines next right? week. So just listen in. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn more about Michigan wines. It's a great, He's a great guy. You're going to really enjoy it. Okay, Carmela, it's time for us to go. But before we do, we want to thank you very much for listening to us. And again, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe and leave us a nice rating review. We'd really appreciate that. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a message on our website at thewinepairpodcast.com. You can join our email newsletter there. Woo! And you can always email me at joe at thewinepairpodcast.com if there's wines you want us to try or wine regions you're like dudes try this or you know whatever let us know we want to know we don't know everything say dudes dudes so Mm -hmm. with that we're going to sign off and we want to thank you once again we'll see you next time and as we like to say life is short so stop drinking shitty wine bye 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 what do you think they say for bye in michigan bye what the heck bye bye and the happy ending at the end of our story always think too much